Hello and welcome to the Talking Transformation podcast. This is Matt Bird, the founder of Cinnamon Network International, and I'm delighted to have with me to talk transformation today a very special guest, Myro Tooth, who is the lead pastor of Christ to the City Church in Slovakia. Myro, welcome. It's great to have you with us today. Uh, thank you so much, Matt. What an honor. Thank you. A great privilege. Just tell us, were you born in Slovakia? Just tell us briefly about your story. Is this your home country and what's God's call on your life there? And what are you doing? Yeah, um, I was born in Slovakia to a Hungarian father and a Slovakian mom. Uh, and it was deep communism back then uh, in the 70s. Uh, so I'm basically a uh, child of the communist Czechoslovakia, what used to be Czechoslovakia. Um, my dad was one of the very few, uh, pastors, evangelical, spiritual pastors in the whole country. Mm. So it was quite a special environment and we went through the whole thing, persecution and, uh, trying to hide as a church. Basically the church existed in a bunker or, you know, a ghetto mentality, just trying to survive. Wow. Uh, so that's a very different concept to what we see the church like today. But it was the only way uh, to survive yeah. back then. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, tell us about your family, your wife, your children. Whereabouts in Slovakia do you live? Uh, the present will live um, part time in uh, Nitra, Slovakia. Um, lead pastor in the church. And at the same time, we uh, live in Budapest. Um, planting equippers Budapest so that's uh, sort of our lifestyle right now yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm uh, not trying to and... be omnipresent but we're pretty close <laughs> <laughs> and it's great you know having a Slovakian mother and a Hungarian father you're investing back into your heritage yeah it's uh, qu quite a story actually but it's it's you know like the circle uh, comes to an end. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, I, you know, I believe God is a generational God and he works in generations or through generations. So this is actually the, the big story would be quite long. I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but yeah, it's it's actually quite uh, a blessing to be ministering into my dad's nation as well. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about Slovakia. I mean, people are listening to the Talking Transformation podcast from around the world. Give us a sense of your, your mother's country. Yeah, Slovakia is uh, very much in the heart of Europe. Uh, sort of the central Europe used to be known as Eastern Europe. Um used to be part of Czechoslovakia, went through, you know, the 40 years of uh, communist oppression. Uh, and then in 1989, there was the Velvet Revolution, a peaceful breakaway from communism, but at the same time, a very powerful historic move. Um, and uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, as far as uh, church and Christianity, it is predominantly a Catholic nation. Yeah. But there is also a very uh, strong atheism in the culture and secularism, pretty much like all over Europe. Um, and as far as evangelical Christianity, there is very little, there is minimum uh, of the evangelical presence in the nation. Yeah. It's a country of uh, something over 5 million. So it's a relatively small country, you know, comparable to the Scandinavian nations. Um, yeah, and uh, 
you know, it, in times of globalism, the young generation is very much the same as basically any place in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's what's the main economy? The drivers of the economy. Yeah, uh, oh, it's it's funny, but in the last decade or so, uh, Slovakia has become the number one uh, country in the world for the car industry per capita. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, yeah. So for those of you from Britain, uh, we have the Land Rover Jack plant, like in my city. So yeah. there is uh, there's quite a few uh, uh, car production factories. So that I mean. There is, you know, much more, obviously, but this is lately one of the main ones. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And uh, and God has called you to be uh, the lead pastor of a church, uh, uh, but you, you have a real passion for community and societal transformation. Tell us where that passion came from. Apart uh, from God, of course. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the first time we started church planting, basically right after Bible college, uh, it was a town of 50,000 people with basically no evangelical uh, gospel witness. And uh, at that time, there was also high unemployment. You know, there was a lot of, um, you could say, poverty or people living at the edge of poverty as well. Um, at the same time, you know, was, um, the divorce rate was going really high. Families uh, were in crisis. So as we were planting this embryo church, uh, we were also trying to touch the society, the community with uh, a practical expression of the gospel. And a number of initiatives uh, started from our baby church, uh, stuff like a family center or mom's uh, and toddlers a center, a ministry to the unemployed. <clears throat> um, uh, uh, I don't know, you know, stuff like a <clears throat> uh, um, feeding program for the homeless, yeah. etc. You know, so there was a number of expressions that we started to do uh, basically right from the beginning. I always saw the ministry to the community as. Um, you know, a, a, a gospel proclamation at the same time, an outstretched hand, you know, a practical demonstration of uh, serving the city. Yeah. Yeah. And then we started a uh, huge uh, program to the schools, basically reaching out uh, to the students in every high school in the city. Wow. And uh, yeah, so wherever God would open the door, we tried to jump in. Yeah. yeah. And what sort of relationships do you have with civic leaders in the city? And, uh, you know, obviously being post-communist and under that regime for 40 years as a country, what legacy has that left? Uh, now, uh, the second part of the question, I'm going to start with that first. Because yeah. It's actually, um, I think, a huge problem. You know, the, the 40 years of godlessness I mean, it's a different kind of godlessness that there is in the Western part of Europe. Uh, it was it was a suppressing dark season, trying to legally uh, extinguish God. <laughs> uh, so that has left, you know, a sense of uh, lack of morality, uh, and uh, you know that that got into every sphere of the society, creating a culture of corruption and deception and lying and, and all of that. And that went from uh, uh, kids cheating in schools all the way to politicians 
being corrupted, you know, so kind of the whole society. And that takes, you know, just like Israelites, uh, when they went out of Egypt, it was much easier to get the Israelites out of Egypt than to get Egypt out of Israel. <laughs> <laughs> so that mentality, I think it takes a generation at least to actually tackle the problem and to change, yeah. to shift the culture. And I'm really happy to see that happening at the present. Uh, yeah. And the first part of the question was. Yeah, just about what relationship yeah, do you have oh, with right. civic leaders? Yeah. I mean, given yeah. you're post-communist, I mean, is, is the door open to you now for partnership? Uh, yeah. I mean, depending on, uh, you know, which uh, town we're talking about, but like in the, in the first, in our first campus, um, I have to say that we have always had just a great uh, acceptance into the municipality, you know, the, the town hall uh, from the mayor all the way to the social workers. And we have worked hand in hand with them for for ages. And even right now, um, our, our campus pastors uh, in that city are basically um, working with the town hall hand in hand in different programs stuff mm. like a youth cafe so we are hosting the youth cafe that is run by the city in our church building wow um, our youth pastor is also the city's youth worker um, and our our campus pastor was part of the crisis team management during the corona uh, crisis and we are running the city homeless shelter and things like that. You know, there is a close connection with with the town hall. In the other Mm. uh, towns and cities where we are planting or where we are reaching, um, we're still sort of in the bridging uh, uh, season. Yeah, but we're we're trying to, we're trying in every city, we're trying to create that kind of a uh, connection. Yeah. yeah, it's great. You know, I mean, Cinnamon Network International, we're supporting um, countries around Europe uh, to help churches transform their communities. And right. uh, sometimes the relationship between the church and the city, uh, the civic authorities, sometimes there's no relationship at all. Uh, and it's a very secularized um, culture. Um, and other times where there is uh, a level of collaboration, as you're, you're describing, um, even in some countries where typically church and state are very separate, you know, God can put a man or a woman in a town or a city as the mayor or as a key leader. And if they're a man or woman of peace, then, uh, you know, great partnership and collaboration can take place, uh, as you're describing. So it's so encouraging to hear that happening in Slovakia. Um, you know, of all the, uh, I mean, you've listed a lot of uh, initiatives that you're doing in the community, you know, working with families, mothers and toddlers, working with the unemployed, uh, working with those suffering from food poverty, working with schools, youth cafes, youth workers, uh, being part of the city crisis team around COVID-19, uh, providing homeless accommodation. I mean, goodness me, um, uh, you know, you sound like you're a, you're a huge church, but I, I don't think that's the case. I think you're just a church that is very kingdom minded. Um, you know, you're doing it an awful lot. Um, you know, how big are you? <laughs> uh, we are uh, just a couple of hundred. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing uh, what a couple of hundred people could do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And like in that in that campus, that is uh, sort of the main 
people for the social transformation. There's probably on on this, you know, Sunday you talk, you know, around hundred people. So that's not it's not a big campus, uh, but it's it's I think it's the size of the calling. Uh, um, I mean, generally speaking, this part of Europe, you you don't really find big churches. Uh, no, things are happening very slow. Um, and oftentimes, you know, I mean, my experience is it takes a decade to plant a church in this environment. Yeah, uh, there is uh, there is a lot uh, of uh, things like prejudice, and you know, but but I, I am I'm a strong believer that um, we have to earn the right to speak into the community. Yes. Uh, so you know, things like this, our ministry, a practical ministry to the city, mm. Uh, mm. will give us credit. To preach yeah. the gospel, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. used the phrase "the size of your calling." So, a little bit more about that, if you would. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I guess it's um, it's what God puts into your DNA. <laughs> mm. uh, you know, I see the I see the calling of the church in in uh, sort of a bigger way than just proclaim the gospel. It's yeah. the it's the famous uh, three Greek words kerygma, diakonia, and koinonia, uh, meaning the first one is the proclamation, the second one is serving, and the third one is basically communing or fellowshipping. Uh, so that's that's the tri-dimensional ministry: uh, proclamation, mm. serving the needs of the city. And then creating hubs of uh, relationship because people are hungry for those. Yeah, you know, we live are in isolation, and they are hungry for connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, cities and countries, we can claim that there's we're unique, which we are. But actually, every community there is uh, high levels of isolation and uh, and a hunger for relationships, community, and belonging. And, right. Uh, yeah. Totally. It's great that you're mm. you're. Uh, you're, 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 you see that yeah, in, in Slovakia. Now, one of the things that Cinnamon Network International loves to do is we love to find a project that is brilliant and really works well and then to help other churches start it so they can become more effective more quickly without them having to reinvent the wheel. So, you know, if there was one thing that uh, Christ to the city uh, Slovakia uh, was doing um, that you think, wow, this could be run by other churches in Slovakia and perhaps in other Eastern European countries. What would it be? What's the 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 the, the, the initiative that your church is doing in the community that you think, wow, others could so easily take this and do it in their context? Well, uh, I would say uh, really the first. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, respond to that but i think the first thing is uh, i would recommend is just go to the mayor and ask what is yeah. what is the what is the missing link you know but uh, i think just a very simple and very general thing is a family center a place for families uh, you know a clean um uh, environment uh, by clean i mean you know ethically morally encouraging happy place uh, where families love to come and churches usually have, you know, the venue, the volunteers, and it's just so easy to do yeah. uh, in, in any kind of environment. So I would say this is definitely the first step. 
Mm. Yeah, and I, I agree with you yeah. totally. You know, if only every church in every town or city would go to the mayor and say, where is this community hurting the most? Where can we serve? How can we help? You know, and we're, we're increasingly seeing that happen around the world. But I love right. your, your, your family centre. Just to give us a bit more of an idea, what are the practical things that, uh, that the family centre through your church provides the community? I mean, safe place, but what, what activities happen? Yeah, I mean, the main thing is uh, just um, an environment for usually mums and kids. So they come uh, uh, usually, you know, two, two or three times a week for um, just um, half a day or so. You know, so there is a community around that. So you just need a sort of, you know, a good, soft playground and good coffee <laughs> uh, and then you know a lot of that is actually their own initiative you know that there is different topics talks uh, presentations and so on and there is you know the list is endless uh, but it's it is very easy very simple to reproduce in basically yeah. any kind of church environment yeah. Mm, it's amazing yeah. well you know maybe we should have another conversation um, <laughs> because i'd love to uh to capture what you're doing in the family center and we we often record a little video of projects and we we write a recipe uh, you know if you're going to make a meal you want to know what are the ingredients yes what's yeah. the process yeah. what's the method Great. and we do the same with projects so i'd love to write a little recipe for the family center you know what are the resources that you need to start one and mm. what's the process that you go through to make one and because uh, it would be great if your story actually inspired other churches in, in in Slovakia and elsewhere. So maybe we can do that, Myra. <laughs> yeah. Great. So yeah. Uh, as we as we come into close, I mean there's lots of little gems. I love praise the size of your calling. It takes a generation to plant a church in this environment. Um, you know, go and ask the mayor what the need is. Uh, I love some of these uh, things you've talked about. Um, but just could you give three practical bits of advice to to leaders in other towns in other cities around the world who want to be involved in the work of community transformation what three pieces of practical advice would you give them um i i i, I normally use a very simple um uh, diagram here three so three circles meeting in one yeah. point the first circle would be the calling what is what is the uh what is the burden that God gave to the particular leader? And so that is the first question I think yeah. every pastor has to respond to. Uh, what is God burdening me for? Uh, uh, the second thing is what are the giftings of the of the church, and the particular uh, community? What are, you know, every church has, you know, uh, a special touch, a special feel, what is our strong point? What is the what is the special gift that we can bring? And number three is asking the question: What are the uh, needs of the com- You know, the, the the things that are really desperate for help in yeah. in the city, in our community. And where those three questions meet, I feel that's that's the key. Very powerful. Um, where the you know where the calling from God, where the giftings of the church, and where the needs of the community meet, that's 
that's where you hit. <laughs> mm. That's the target. Uh, yeah. And I, I feel that's where the breakthrough comes and where our ministry of transformation will be most effective. Yes. Yeah. So those it's are, I guess, tool. are very simple three advices. I would say, you know, find the, find the calling. Uh, what are then? What are the giftings of the church and and the needs of the society? Yeah. And where that meets, go for it. Mm, amen. That's fantastic. Well, Myro, it's been such a privilege to have you joining me today. And as as things um, relax in terms of travel around Europe, I look forward to at some point coming to see you in Slovakia and seeing this work firsthand. Uh, it's amazing what you're doing. And as we listen, we're going to pray for you and uh, pray and declare God's blessing over your work, over the church, over your family. And uh, you go with uh, all of God's resources and strength, uh, we pray in Jesus' name.